from Johannesburg to Jerusalem, the world is always changing, growing and innovating. Join Benji Shulman for the next hour as he brings you the trendsetters, the thought leaders and those creating news before it happens. Only on the New Blue Review, your favorite Jewish culture and current affairs show. Every Monday at 9 a.m. right here on 101.9 High FM. Now, I know that it might feel a little bit like a disaster zone outside if you look on social media in the last 24 hours. And so it's very important that we have a Disaster Management Act amendment bill that we can talk about today on uh, on the show because we are talking about Parliament and what options you have to comment on parliamentary processes. And the man who helps us do that is Rob Hutchinson. He's the MD of South Africa, dear South Africa, and he joins us every single week to talk to us about what is going on in Parliament. How are you doing, Rob? I'm very well in yourself, Benji. Uh, I trust that uh, there's no disasters where you are, but uh, we do have this private members bill to help us regulate them. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's a rather, it's a rather interesting one as it was introduced by the DA originally. It's a private, private members bill. Uh, the DA uh, produced a, what called a notice of intention to introduce a, an amendment bill, but never, never took it any, any further than that in, in January. So what we have here is a second attempt by uh, the Freedom Front Plus, in particular Dr. Grunewald, to introduce the Disaster Management Amendment Bill. And this is quite a, well, let me say, a fantastic piece of, of legislation or proposed amendment to a piece of legislation. The What he goes on here is he says that there's too much um, coincidence or similarity between the national disaster, which is the national state of disaster, and a state of, of emergency. And what's, what's happened with the implementation of the state of disaster, which is for a natural disaster. And in fact, both the state of emergency and the state of disaster cater, cater for a natural uh, disaster. So there's a lot of overlap here, but because so many rights have been taken away, we are in effect in a state of emergency rather than a state of disaster. So what this bill proposes is that parliamentary oversight must must take place and must happen before a, any regulations are rolled out, before any decisions can be made, and uh, before any any actions can be taken to enforce or uh, compensate for a state of uh, disaster, which is great because currently, uh, right now, we see the minister has all all the power. And without any parliamentary or parliamentary portfolio committee or even public uh, oversight in, in, in the matters, which is okay in a state of emergency, but not in a, in a state of a national state of disaster. It does seem to have been a bit of a loophole in our founding documents, uh, Rob. If you read the Constitution, you find that, I guess, probably because state of emergencies were so severely abused under apartheid, that there's enormous amounts of of oversight and input into what constitutes a, a state of emergency and has to be renewed every uh, few few weeks and there's all sorts of stuff that can happen and not happen. It's actually quite a tightly controlled process. And in some ways, the government has been able to get away with a lot by simply declaring things a state of, of disaster, not a state of emergency, and then being able to push through uh, all sorts of things that have been enormously controversial. That's exactly, exactly what this bill seeks to address. Um, 
as, as you've correctly pointed out there, the, the state of um, emergency was overarching. It took away human rights, and uh, rightfully so. You, you know, government has to take an authoritarian approach in, in cases of war or instances of war or, or massive na- natural disasters. But in, in this instance, um, they definitely abused the state of disaster and the Disaster Management Act to introduce legislation that brings us into a state of emergency anyway. And that, again, is an abuse of human rights, which the Disaster Management Act was never designed to, to actually do. It was supposed to be as a, um, a response to a disaster that had occurred, whether it was a natural disaster, flooding or a drought or whatever it might be. Yet it's been been abused here. So uh, this 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 bill, like like I said, uh, seeks to address those issues by giving parliamentary oversight, public oversight, and even encourages public participation in in the whole process and decision making around various sectors of of society during a disaster. Now, Rob. Uh we always like to talk process on this. Uh, you know what they say about making legislation? It's similar to making sausages. The, the outcome <laughs> might be good, but you don't want to look at the process. That's not how we do it here. Um, it's a private member's bill. It's already failed once via the DA. It, it, private member's bill is quite hard to get through. Is there any sort of uh, potential mm. that this thing will make it past a certain point? Definitely, there absolutely is. So as it was um, introduced, the process around a private member's bill first is that the uh, private member, being a member of parliament, excuse my dog there, she wants to go out. <laughs> the joys of working from home. The, the a private member's bill is introduced by a member of parliament, and then it has to approach the, the, the member of parliament has to present to the portfolio committee, and the portfolio committee will... Uh, Vote, vote on what's called a motion of desirability, whether they want to uh, discuss it or take it, take it further. So the first thing is that, that the member of parliament has to do is publish a notice of intention to introduce this bill, which is what the DA did there. Then, unfortunately, something must have happened along the line, and they never actually introduced the the bill. So. Um, uh, Dr. Hrunewald from the Freedom Front Plus has presented this bill. Uh, it's been drafted up, it's been drawn up, it's been legally, legally, uh, correctly done and presented to the portfolio committee. And now they're moving towards a motion of desirability. However, the one problem that was picked up by the committee or mentioned by the committee is that there was not adequate public participation in the original notice of intention. So they've asked, they're going to go back now to public participation and ask the public to uh, comment on whether this should be uh, go further or discussed in Parliament and uh, present the uh, the contents of the bill and then take it further for possible adoption in, in Parliament. It's a great, great process and a, a wonderful um, reflection of the power that public participation actually does have in draft bills. This is the New Blue Review with Benji Shulman. Talking today to Rob Hutchinson on 101.9 High FM, everything parliamentary as we do every single 
Monday. And if you, this is of course just a small snippet of the kind of things that are going on in Parliament. And the real, the juicy stuff uh, comes in Rob's own program on a Wednesday at lunchtime called Dear Parliament. Rob, uh, sneak peek, what's going on on Wednesday? Interesting one on Wednesday. So about two weeks ago, we chatted to a, a rhino breeder around the new policy proposal that's been put out on conservation. And he offered. That's what we chatted about last week. Yes, exactly. So he, the, the rhino guy chatted about, um, his point of view from a rhino conservation point of view, but the policy itself is in conflict, as I, as I mentioned to you last week. So this week we've got a, a guest from the uh, group called um, Blood Lions, and they have totally different views on on this on this draft uh, policy position, which highlights the the conflict in, in it. So it'll be great to hear how the differences between uh, lion conservation are often in conflict with the policy proposals around rhino. Um, conservation and the two groups tend not to see eye to eye. So it'll be quite a, quite an, a revealing time there because last week the rhino guy was really interested and, and really positive towards this bill, but the lion people are totally against the bill. So nice to get two sides of a story. Lion, what lions, rhino, lions, rhinos and leopards. Oh my on uh, dear parliament with Rob Hutchinson <laughs> coming up on. On Wednesday, if you want to comment, by the way, on that bill or any of the other bills that we've spoken about today or uh, in previous weeks, Dear South Africa, Rob runs it. You can go and have a look and get a sense of the bills and decide what you think yourself. Absolutely. So we've got all the bills, all the details, summaries and the bills itself and a comment facility on on our website, dearsouthafrica.co.za. And it's easy for the public to participate. And as we've seen with this bill, um, this private members bill, the parliamentary committee wants significant public participation. Even and if they feel it's not enough, they will pull it out, put it out for public comment uh, until they get adequate public participation. So it's important to have your say. Would would you uh, when when the parliamentary guys have complained about this, is is this saying that they that like you will be able to comment it on this, or do they have to get uh, put it out for public comment first? They'll have to put it out for public comment first. So uh, it will be introduced. They've made a date. They say they've got to get it all in uh, public comment in by end of August on this bill in particular. But it will be officially published, and uh, we'll put it up in the meantime anyway because we know it's it's a done deal, and we know who to send it through to. So we'll have a head start before before it gets actually published in the Gazette. Well, there you go, Rob Hutchinson from Dear South Africa. Do you have a look uh, at the site? Rob, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Thank you very much, Benji. Have a wonderful, wonderful week further.